Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley-oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome to the Wolf Among Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke. As always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Hedke NBA. And you can find the Wolf Among Wolves uh, podcast on Twitter at AWAW underscore podcast. As always, this podcast is a part of the Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on wolfamongwolves.com. Today, uh, editor-in-chief of Canis Hoopus, Kyle Tige, frequent guest of the Wolf Among Wolves podcast, is back to talk wolves i mean just general wolf stock how's it going kyle it's going well thanks for having me on yeah man thanks for coming on um so first off i want to i want to start out by saying this sunday on my drive home i saw a bald eagle right and i was like damn that's pretty cool you know n- not like a rare occurrence where i'm from but the timberwolves went on to win sunday night right so i'm driving home today from work and i'm like a couple miles from my house and i see another bald eagle so I, we're one and zero when I see a bald eagle on game day. So we will see if that moves to two and zero or if it's just a one and one type of thing. But with the Wolves playing the Lakers tonight, if the bald eagle is a trick, I will make it a point to find a bald eagle every single day. I was gonna say if the if the Wolves beat the Lakers tonight, you have to move to a zoo. Like yeah, you just I'm have just that's, that's on you. Zoo. You have to I, go. I actually know someone whose dad works at the. I know someone who knows someone whose dad works at the Minnesota Zoo, so I'm sure I could figure it out if I desperately <laughs> need to. Um, but yeah, so the Timberwolves take on the Lakers tonight, and then I think it's back-to-back. I think they play the Pacers tomorrow night, too. People and then Pacers, list- yeah, Pacers tomorrow, and then Raptors, a uh, little Raptor rematch on on Friday at Friday. home. Um, yeah. the, Laker, the Lakers game tonight, like you said, we're recording before the game. Yeah, uh, people probably won't hear this until after after the game's over. But it'll still be totally worth it. So make sure you yes. listen. But um, yes. but yeah, no, the 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 Lakers statistic of the day, uh, shout out to our friend Alan Horton. Um, was that the the Minnesota has won the last seven home games against the Lakers? 
I had wow. to go look that up nine different ways from Including Sunday. Including the one like, that Tom Thibodeau got fired and I'm guessing. I, yeah, yes. I mean, because you only you only play a certain team like that, I think, once or twice once, at home anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've, they're on a seven-game home winning streak against the Lakers, which is probably one of the more absurd stats ever because they also just got blown out by the Lakers in L.A. by like 36 points. So yeah. uh, no AD tonight. Obviously, they'll be listening after the game, but um, it should be a winnable game. Uh, it'll be fun when they lose by 30 again and everyone listens to this, but yeah, no, uh, I'm optimistic. And that's, I'm kind of optimistic too. Like uh, the Lakers obviously are one of the best teams in the NBA without AD though. It becomes a lot more winnable when you think of, you know, last time the Timberwolves played AD also wasn't playing, but Carl Anthony towns wasn't playing too. This time we have cat back. We have, and then Delo's out, which we'll talk about in a second, but, I'd rather have Cat than D'Lo. Like, that's yeah, just, and- like, the, the truth of it. Like, Cat is way more impactful for this team than D'Angelo Russell is, which makes this game, one, more winnable in that sense. Two, the rotation has kind of shaken out, so we kind of figured out who can play with who and all sorts of things, where the Timberwolves haven't been getting blown out recently, really, which has been a trend that's good to see because we saw a lot of blowouts, like, right away. And the Wolves lost the day after they found out Cat was, like, going to be out for a while and they're yeah. we're on the road and a whole bunch of factors lead me to believe that they won't lose by 36 points tonight i'm gonna be, i can't wait to message you after the game if it's brutal but everything you yeah, said is right it, it should like again we're recording pregame it should be a good game um and the lakers too have played down to their competition i mean they have the second best record the, in the league but they they went the okay detroit yeah detroit okc okc back to back to back overtime oh, games yeah so, so and those are people that the, the Timberwolves beat the Pistons once. They beat the Thunder once on a buzzer beater and barely lost to the Thunder a second time. So, like, if the Lakers are used to playing down to competition, like, that might happen again tonight. Um, but I'm not going to count on that. But, you know, it's not like an automatic loss, like chalk it up, whatever, um, especially with Anthony Davis being out. But, yeah, so hopefully we have a good game. That's all, you know, like – are the Lakers all I want than us? every night? <laughs> yeah. You know, like are the Lakers better than us? Probably, but like, definitely, definitely. But that's yeah. not, you know, like they, they're at a point now, if you want, regardless of what happens again, now you'll be listening to this after the game, regardless of what happened tonight. Um, the wolves had a, I would say the Raptors win was the best win of the season better than the jazz win because the jazz when you had expectations like they were healthy you know and yep you um, had everyone and yeah, yeah you had everyone and it was game two you know um th- th- everyone was kind of on an even playing field the raptors one was far more surprising because you didn't have russell which i think we're going to kick into now um and i mean the team was so low um that they should they, they should no matter who's on the schedule because the schedule coming up like you said is lakers pacers raptors i think there's a bucks game coming up too yeah. like they should they, th- I've been saying this optimistically. January should be a thing of the past. Like they should no longer be that team with Carl here. I think they elevate again when Russell comes in, and this might be a great segue into that whole situation. But um, I think the days of getting spanked by twenty points should be behind them. And if they're not, then that's going to be a whole other podcast. But they should be competitive in every game they play going forward. That's it. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's on the schedule. And that's, that's exactly kind of where I'm at with this team. Um, the blowout should be, you might get blown out here and there, like randomly, because that just happens in the NBA, but we were seeing it consistently before the season. Right. Um, but the Raptors game, I thought it was a really good win. 
Um, they ended up, I think the, the spread was like eight and a half or something like that. Like the yep. Raptors were, and the spread for tonight's game is six and a half. So obviously Vegas knows something that like, you know, they don't think the wolves are going to get blown out tonight and they have, they think the wolves have a better chance against the Lakers and the Raptors. Obviously Vegas isn't the end all be all to anything, but like, I don't know. Spreads get like, it gets close to the spread, like a lot. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird how it works out like that. Um, but yeah, like Lakers coming up, then Pacers. Pacers haven't been playing too well, but they were really hot for a while there. Um, Raptors again. Then we got Knicks, Bucks, Bulls, Wizards, Suns, Hornets. And then that's March 3rd, which is like two and a half weeks from now. It's the end of the first half. All-star break's going to happen, I think. Then we'll get the new schedule and whatever, Thank God, which I'm excited I, for. I'm I need excited a, to see I need that. a break. <laughs> yeah. I, not I, because, I not because of the that. season. Yeah, not because the season's been tough. Um, just I, I don't know. It just like this. Every they play every other day. Like you yeah, know, it's just like, and it's I get tough. it. It's condensed, but it it would be nice to have like a three day break, right? Not even mm-hmm. for us, but like uh, I was listening to um I was listening to Ryan Russell podcast. He had the Atlanta Hawks GM on, and he was saying too, like think about the Hawks for example, how many new players they have. None of these teams can practice, and it's just yep. killing the product. Like one good practice would change like you can insert new offensive things like new schemes clean some stuff up you can't do any of that it's all just shoot arounds and games walk through it's tough so it yeah i i totally agree with that and that's i think that's one of the reasons why like the nba is so much different than like like the nfl and stuff because the, the nfl they have a full week to game plan individually for a specific team usually the team that's supposed to win wins like the NBA, it's just like really weird. And this year is even weirder because there's even less practices. And for a team like the right. Timberwolves, where you are like one of the youngest teams in the league, one of the most ex- inexperienced teams in the league, practice like makes perfect. And you, you're you far from perfect, so you need a lot of practice. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with this team. But I, we've seen them play well recently. And that's like, I don't think anybody's been too upset about that recently. What I think people are upset about and this is my perfect segue into it is D'Angelo Russell is out with um, a vague injury, believe it or not, the Timberwolves giving out a vague injury diagnosis um, or designation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, left leg soreness, which he, so he hit that game winner against OKC. The next game was the next night and he sat out with his right quad contusion or whatever. And then he came back to play against the Mavericks. He played like six minutes, bumped his leg with Anthony Edwards. Supposedly that's the video. I don't know if that's like confirmed. That's when it was, but that's when everybody's speculating. Um, And he hasn't played since. So he's missed the last essentially four games, three games. And then the 42 minutes he didn't play in the, the Mavericks game. No. Yeah. So basically right when Towns was about to come back, D'Lo, D'Lo goes out. What do you make of, the injury diagnosis of left leg soreness for it's been about a week now. What do you have thoughts on that? So this is you and I have recorded a bunch of times and this is probably the topic I'm actually semi most passionate about um, only because there's, there's so much history here, but there's also like, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be relying on historical situations necessarily to talk about this right so like you shouldn't be focused on what the team did with carl last spring when they were tanking 
they were um and kind of being shady about his wrist or what the team did with rubio under tibbs i mean my my preface here or my intro or whatever is that the the timberwolves are notoriously poor with sharing information about player injuries but if you remove yourself from the silo that is wolves fandom all nba teams are all professional sports teams like the lakers if you were focused as closely as maybe you are on the wolves just did the same thing with ad they had a press release that came out and really said nothing Right. about his Achilles, and then Woj reported, reported that it was a calf injury. The team never said anything about a calf yeah. injury. So, again, it's like just to mix in a little um, perspective on it's not just the Timberwolves that are like, we love the Timberwolves, right? Like we cover them, but it's not just them that sucks at this. Um, and then my other thing is, is like the one I feel so passionate about this is like I think D'Angelo Russell is actually hurt. And I think he's actually going through the same thing like I'm going through. And I'm not a doctor in any means. I uh-huh. work in finance. But like if he has like knee tendonitis like Kawhi has or something, it just kind of comes and goes. <laughs> and if you are battling something in your ankle, your body starts to like overcompensate and your, your thighs and your, your calves put on more right. of the emphasis, right? There's a good chance he's just hurt. It's not. That, and I think that's something that or, people aren't like people aren't understanding it's like he very well could be and i believe it that he's literally just hurt like he hurt his leg the problem is and i don't have as much problem as a lot of people do because like one i'm a little confused by it but like at the end of the day like me getting confused and making up conspiracy theories doesn't change like anything so i don't try to buy into any of that but i totally get why people do because you know it's team and it's a player on your team and you want to know what's going on but at the end of the day like he's probably actually just hurt but the thing that sucks is the vagueness it's been left leg soreness on the um on the injury report but then gerson rosas went on darren wolfson's podcast and said something about tendonitis in the knee which you know that can you can kind of coincide like a soreness with a tendonitis um but i think what people got really riled up about was what ryan saunders said today about D'Lo having a heavy minute load, um, thus getting like hurt from playing, essentially saying too much. I don't remember the exact quote. But yeah, Dane, Dane Moore had a good tweet. He basically was the one that asked the question. So shout out to him. Um, but it was bit, yeah, it, it, and again, it goes back. You made a great point. I think he could just be hurt. However, the problem then is that if ever, like, you know, this goes back to like basic things like lying, right? Like if you're late to something and you make up a whole excuse, like if you were just like upfront and said, Hey, sh- shit, like I just forgot, like, I- yeah. I'm sorry, you know, like, or, you know, my, my girlfriend, my, my boyfriend, whatever, like they had an issue. I'm sorry. Just, it happened. Um, that's all we need. So the wolves or like any other team, again, I'm not like standing for the wolves PR here or whatever. Like if the wolves are just upfront, they would have done themselves some good karma as well as like Russell. Cause if Russell's actually hurt, it doesn't make any sense to like beat around the bush and say nine right. different things and play a game of telephone. Just tell us like, Hey man, listen, D'Angelo's so mad that Carl's back and he can't get out there. His knees bothering him. We don't really know, but the only thing Dr. Robbie Sika said is just give him rest. We, yeah. we, we know we look stupid. Um, we, we take it on ourselves, but we're just, he's going to be out until he feels comfortable again. We're not going to rush him and they shouldn't rush him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I don't know why we're so focused on like, he doesn't need to play right now. They're seven and 20. Yes. This whole thing is built on him and Carl, but 
a it's few games isn't so, going to make a big difference no, in the grand scheme of things. So no, and there's no. they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, so if we see, in if we see thirty-five games instead of forty games of Carl and D'Lo together, and it means that D'Lo is fully healthy for those thirty-five versus ner- like nursing an injury, I'm fine with that because the end of the day. I want to see those two play together on the same court, play good basketball and learn how to win as a team. I don't necessarily want them to end up in the bottom three of the standings, but like just, I just want to see some growth on the court, see them win some of these games that they should win, not blow these fourth quarter leads, like all these things that have haunted them for so long. Just push that away and see how it works. Cause it's not only just, okay. D'Lo hasn't played with Cat. It's also like Cat had barely played with Beasley and Edwards. And it's like, okay, now Cat's playing with those guys, but now we got to play, learn how to play with them with another floor spacer in, in D'Lo instead of Ricky Rubio running the show. And how does that look? And that's all I care about. So like sit him. I just wish it was a little bit less vague. Um, and I also wish it was a little less biased. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to criticize anyone how they cheer for a team as a fan, because you and I, at the end of the day, are fans as well. Um, but I think if this was Anthony Edwards, who has like 100% approval rating right now, right? I don't think people would be like Questioning criticizing him. the player. And that that's my thing is like, there's some, you know, there might not be anything shady and everyone's handling this pro- inappropriately and that's why you push back that's why dane asks the questions that's why the media does what they does do but um but man like have you ever just been injured like have you ever played it like it, it's really a shitty feeling to not be able to help out your team and then yeah. have people don't believe you so that's like my biggest gripe and again too we already have a dynamic here in this fan base where half of them will like one point guard and half of them like the other and then they all love the third string point guard so it's like i just again do what you want, cheer how you want to, yell how you want to, but do pull yourself back and show some self-awareness of like, am I biased here because I just don't like D'Angelo Russell? Or am I biased here? Because I mean, because there's just, it, it would be a really shitty feeling to be a hurt player and you can't get out on the court and then everyone doesn't believe you're hurt. I just think that's a really weird situation. Um, but again, the team is doing him no favors yeah. by saying one thing to Doogie and one thing to Dane and then one thing to the media, so... And that's another thing that I, what you brought up too, is like all these fans are questioning, you know, and I'm a fan too, but like all these fans are questioning, you know, does D'Lo want to be here? Is he trying to ask for a trade and they're holding him out? Do you want D'Lo to be here as a fan? Do you want D'Angelo Russell to be on your basketball team? Cause the way it seems is like you don't and you questioning what he's doing isn't going to, make him want to stay here more. It might not make him want to stay here less, but it's definitely not going to be like, okay, yeah, now that you guys are questioning me, I want to come back even more. Like, that's not... And I don't this know might, how much of the shit D'Lo sees. Maybe he sees none th- of it. Yeah, this this might... I should have asked you this off off camera, Um, but if anyone who has a Netflix subscription has watched uh, the Cecil Hotel on Netflix, if you haven't mentioned it, it's... So it's Basically, it's built on conspiracy theories. It's like okay. three, three episodes of conspiracy theories, and the fourth episode is just like the facts, right? Um, so what you're saying is kind of like a good good example of this. It's like there's all these conspiracy theories now. Um, 
I don't pretend to be John Krasinski, but like I do talk to people like in this gig, you have connections and yeah. stuff like I have heard zero things about D'Angelo Russell having any issue with Minnesota. Like right. zero. And like, I've asked those questions. <laughs> so again, yeah. I'm not Woj. I'm just dude. But like, I'm just saying like, but the way you handle this now is you're like, well, I don't know. Does D'Angelo like it here? Is the cold too much from, but like, what if he's just injured? Right. Yeah. There, there's 42 conspiracy theories that you could have a good time writing articles on, or maybe his knee just doesn't seem structurally sound and that's it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I totally agree with you on that. And that's, that's just why I want to get your thoughts on that because I have, you know, obviously you had sent out some tweets earlier about it and everybody's kind of chimed in on it. Um, I didn't really, I don't know if I really said much cause I was busy working and I was knew I would bring it up here or whatever. So that's kind of where I want to put my thoughts out. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the and, thoughts. And again, little, I, do you have any more? I, I think on you it? and I think you and I are like co-captains of the optimistic Wolves bandwagon. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes people then might think that we're like you know corporate shills or carrying water for the team. Under no circumstances am I doing that. Like I have been really disappointed in how they've handled this. Like like you said, it's Rosas says one thing, Ryan says the other. Are they on the same page? Like what's going on? Um, but the team is doing themselves no services by like, we should only be talking about how awesome that Raptors win was. Yeah. We should only be talking about how good ants looked since being promoted to the starting lineup. So it's like, they finally get probably what I thought was the best win in the season. And now all we've done today is shit on the team prior to like, a, like if they win tonight, that, that's only their second winning streak of the season. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, we should be focused on the product right now because Carl's back and like, let's just see what Carl and these guys can do for a while. And then maybe they do insert Russell, but it's just, it's just unfortunate. They don't do themselves any favors. Um, but I just want to talk about like, you know, the guys that are suiting up every night and are looking really good. Cause there's a lot of guys that I think have impressed me and you so far this season. Yeah. So let, let's do that. Let's talk about the guys who will be playing in tonight's game. And one of the big ones, uh, the biggest dude in the team, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he's played three games back now. Um, the Hornet, or excuse me, the Clippers game, which I thought was an all-around pretty solid game because, like, at the end of the day, like, that was that's one of the better teams in the league. Sure, they were down one of their best players. Wolves were down one of their best players. Obviously, Paul George is a better player than, than D'Angelo Russell. But, like, Towns just came back. You know, he's out of shape. But, like, they lost by seven or whatever it was. Like, it wasn't a blowout. They played well against a good team. Like, pretty much all you could ask for, reacclimating Towns back in the system. Hornets game, I, I kind of watched a rewatch, but I wasn't able to watch it live. Um, and it's tough for me to to do a rewatch when I, when I already know what's going to happen to, like, fully, like, in tune myself to it, especially when it's a loss. Um, but I thought it was an okay game that cat really kind of struggled. And he talked about that with like being thrown off by the COVID situation, which is turning out to be something because like the Hornets and Spurs just had to get their game canceled and everything. Um, but then the Raptors win, I thought was really good. So having towns back, like the impact has just been like visible for, for so, so much for the Timberwolves. Like what, what have you saw from cat? Just like, bring out of this team so far this season now that he's back these last three games 
I think it just even without without D'Lo, it just I believe in like hierarchies, and it just kind of shifts everyone down. Like without Carl and D'Lo, you're like asking Ant to be like every team still has to have a go to guy. Like every team right. has to have a best player, right? Like Malik, who has blown everyone away and is probably the leader of the team. He still though like is a phenomenal what he does, but like he's not creating shots on his own necessarily. He's still really yeah. good coming off picks and stuff, but. So you still need that guy. And when you put Carl at the top and then you let everyone kind of peg down one, um, I mean, you just see like, they always talk about this with Steph Curry, but they just talk about like the gravity that Carl takes. Right. And like he gives, if you watch a game and like you said, like rewatching a game, you see like there's an extra foot of space for Anthony Edwards to drive. There's an extra foot of space on the baseline for Jared Vanderbilt to, to catch a, you know, catch a lob or to catch a bounce pass in the dunker spot. So um he just kind of gives everyone, I mean, he, his, he just literally physically and emotionally takes so much on his shoulders that it just kind of gives everyone a little more freedom. Like the highlight of that Raptors game was that Anthony Edwards dunk where he just drives and then just buries Boucher. I think it's Chris Boucher, like in the rim. Yep. That's all because Carl, I mean, n- credit to Nas Reed for filling in, but credit to Carl for just, he gives a little more space where everyone has to stick to their guy a little more. And then Anthony Edwards can just do what he does. So I think it's been phenomenal. I think you made a good point. The Hornets thing was weird. Um, and I think people thought that was like a must win because the Hornets only had eight guys, but like they're a good team. Yeah. <laughs> they're coached yeah. well. I mean, they're, they're like the sixth seed in the East. So yeah. And Carl, I don't know, some people might scoff, I guess, and say it's excuses, but like, I think he, after the game, he had said, like you said, um, that he was like spooked by the COVID stuff. He looked spooked. Like he yeah. looked those first 24 minutes like a bad basketball player. And he came out and was like, Hey, I was bad. So, yeah. Well, you think about they- it like this. If, if you're like a football player and you like, say you're a quarterback and you tore your ACL off a hit you took from a lineman, just break it through your line. Like you're going to, for a while, you're going to be a little traumatized, like getting back, under center and playing football as a quarterback in the NFL, because you know that the same thing could just happen to you again. So it's kind right. of the same thing as a Carl went through COVID and obviously, you know, like the reinfection thing, obviously there's talk about like immunity and whatever. And Carl probably is not going to get it again right after he had it, but just being worried for everybody else. And like you subconsciously like that, those thoughts are in your head. So I believe that, because he did come out in the second half and play really well. And he said that he um, talked to his dad at halftime, his dad like calmed him down. And then I think he had a really good second half. Um, so I totally believe that. But the, the thing you said about hierarchies is something that I think is kind of overlooked. Like it's very realistic that your best player makes your other players better. So like, those guys stepping up might not be as good as they are with cat. Like Beasley might play worse without cat, even though his role scoring role might get expanded a little bit. He doesn't have the same space to operate. He doesn't have any of the, the gravity, you know, people getting pulled off of him to go to Carl Anthony towns. Like cat was literally getting triple teamed at times against the Raptors. Yeah. That, that means two people are wide open and we saw the Timberwolves take advantage of that. Malik Beasley lit it up from three. Like cat just draws a lot of attention and 
that opens up the game for so many people. So, and he hasn't even been that good. No. And, and I don't mean I that as thinking. a hater. Like, I mean that from Carl standards, like I think he's averaging like 22 and nine in his three games since he came back, which I mean, those are hella awesome numbers, but like, that's pretty low and mundane for him. Um, but it just, it speaks to, again, not fluffing his feathers. It speaks to how good he is that he's just coming out and doing 22 and nine. And the team is just like breath of fresh air. Like everyone has more room. Malik Beasley has so much more room and can has the whole lane to himself. So um, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, he, he, he looked uh, like he had a lot of momentum or a lot of just energy in the Clippers game. Cause of course he's, he's back. He's playing basketball mm-hmm. Hornets game. He has kind of that situation first half. Um, and then the Raptors, I thought he looked, you know, a little sluggish um, health, you know, health wise, like cardio wise, you can't, you can't yeah. run a bunch of miles when you come back from COVID. I mean, Jason Tatum was came out this morning and said that he, he had COVID like the second week of the season. And he was like, yo, I still have like breathing issues. Yeah. So Carl is going to take all season for him to kind of ramp back up. But um, that just goes to speak to how I think, you know, how special that dude is that he's, I don't know, man, 50% of Carl Anthony Towns, 60%. And he's still 22 and 10 efficient and getting everyone involved. And he's not hunting shots. Um, And also too, just like a quick thing, like he's so much more mature on the court. Um, I will never be a fan that complains about officiating. I will just say that it's been really bad. Really bad. Like <laughs> really the Wolves. bad. Um, I, not to like go dive into this specifically, but I still lose sleep three days later about that whole Josh Kogi getting fouled, shooting a three-pointer, but not getting free throws. And then Kyle Lowry got fouled the next play, shooting a three, and he got three free, free throws. Like, yeah, I don't understand any of that, but like Carl was just, Carl fouled out. Mm-hmm. And there were some bad calls and he wasn't doing old Carl. Like he wasn't screaming or like fussing. He just accepted it. And I think that is a really good sign for his maturity and his leadership is that he's been through some real shit, <laughs> not, yeah. not, not basketball stuff. He's been through real life stuff and it's hardened him to the point where I think he is the best on court version of himself as a leader. So that was, yeah. that was cool to and, see. And that's kind of what I, what I had noticed. And a lot of people have noticed that too, but like there was one specific play where he, he did kind of freak out a little bit in the Raptors game. Yep. But that, but that one was the worst one that we've seen all season. And that was like a three, four time occurrence every game in other years. And that was the worst one. And he didn't even get a technical for it. Like if that's the worst we're going to get, I'm totally fine with that. Cause he, they were, the reps were pretty egregious at some points. And that's, something not only for him one because it's important that he doesn't take himself out of games by either mentally or just physically by fouling out um by being like dumb about it because like you can get in your head and then all of a sudden you commit yourself just a dumb foul on the other end or you can mentally mentally take yourself out because you're like these refs aren't calling anything doesn't matter anyways we haven't seen that from him which like you're saying is just like such a mature thing that we haven't seen from him on the court, which is also kind of translated into his defense. And I think his defense has been, you know, a lot more mature, a lot more, um, you know, he's poised on that side of the floor and everything. I'm talking about that a bunch. Um, and if we continue to see that, I think that's going to be going to be really good. Um, but talking about like him not playing good, like he's, he's just not taking shots that he, like the amount of shots that he normally would, which is fine because the Timberwolves have played pretty well, but like, 
those last three games, he has taken – what was it? I had it pulled up. Dude, the He's Wolves taken... beat the Raptors in in Tampa Bay, I should say. Right. The Wolves beat the Rap- Raptors in Tampa Bay, and Carl took 11 shots. Yeah. Again, He's only that's... taken less than 15 shots a game the last three games. Like, Yep. So 14.7. Like, he took 14.3 shots the year that, that Jimmy was here. And then the only other time he's taken less than 17 shots a game was his rookie year. He took 14. So like Carl's going to probably end up taking more shots. And if he's not taking more shots, that probably means the Timberwolves are doing pretty good because he feels confident enough to give the ball to the other people around him. Now there, yeah. there might be times I think where you're like, okay, cat needs to score a little bit because the wolves aren't are doing as hot, but like, I think it's okay if he doesn't take 18 shots a game, if it's like Beasley's hot or if Edwards yeah, is cooking it, or whatever, you know, yeah, like he's never really had yeah. that. There's context to it. Like I'm, I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing, but like I would say it's borderline criminal. If that, like we, I just yeah. spent five minutes as you did talking about how special he is. No special player takes 11 shots. No, you know I know. What I mean? He's, like, so. he's going to probably average more than he, he need, 11 if, shots if if you the, the team the coaches everyone has such advanced analytics i'm gonna give up just a basic one carl shouldn't in any game that carl starts and finishes i.e doesn't get hurt he can't leave the game without 15 shots in there yeah like he's just too special we can't say he's a unicorn and then say he gets 11 because the timberwolves are not a good enough team I, I see your point but like they're not a good enough team to say, well, Carl can get 11 shots and we can win. No, Carl <laughs> yeah. still needs to get 15 shots because Carl shooting four more shots at, from three is probably better than, I mean, like, um, I, I think, I can't remember who, we had an article today on Canis where they talked about like Jordan McLaughlin, Josh Okogie, and someone else had like, have taken 15% of the shots over the last couple of weeks. Like you don't want those guys shooting. So give yeah. four extra shots to Carl take him away from a Josh or, or a Jordan McLaughlin or something. Um, and you're auto, like, his, he's so efficient that you're just giving yourself six more points. Um, and that matters when your team, as you just said in the beginning, in the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been as bad, right? Like they lost by two, they lost by five, they lost by three, they won, they lost by one, they lost, you know, they, their margin over the last two weeks is good. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm optimistic going forward that this is going to be a competitive team that's going to start to rise. I mean, not to talk about other teams, but like, are you seeing what Cleveland's doing in Detroit? Like these teams, Orlando, like they're just tanking. Like they're done. Orlando yeah. has so many injuries. They're done. I think today it came out that Cleveland Cole has been bad lately. Yeah. Bad. They, they're, and they're, they're shut down drumming. They're not even going to try and they're just getting spanked. Um, Detroit, they're, they're feisty, but they're going to lose a hundred games. So I do think the Wolves, as you and I predicted a couple weeks ago, are going to start to pick themselves up and elevate a little bit. Um, and it all starts with Carl. Like I said, having him back is just a completely refreshing uh, kind of moment for the team. So who else is, who else have you been really excited? Like who is, who is the guy that right now you tune in to watch? Is it Carl or is it someone else? Uh, okay. So, so realistically it's been Carl because he's been out for so long. Right. But to put that part of it aside, the person that it's tough for me to say, um, like Jaden McDaniels just feels like the right answer because I just love Jaden McDaniels. But Anthony Edwards is kind of the guy that I personally just love to watch play basketball because he's a type of player that we've just never seen before. We, for us, 
there's people like him in the league. For right, the right. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I think if you're listening, you would push back and say like a Jimmy Butler in terms of like a, a wing position that can get his own shot and isolate because that I means Jimmy is really good at that. But I think what we're saying is like the Wolves have never, including Andrew Wiggins, had a guard that is this good already at like breaking yeah. down defenses. I mean, like I said, the, the isolation and statistics speak for so themselves. Good. He's yeah. he's in the you know he's not hardened at all, but he's in that category of dudes now who give him the ball and spread out, and he's going to get a bucket, and that's incredible because yeah. he's nineteen and he passes the ball so much better than a lot of those isolation scores do. Like you get him going downhill if it's not there if he doesn't have a reasonable look like he'll kick it out with either hand and find someone andrew wiggins was not making one-handed wraparound passes to carl anthony towns off a roll like anthony edwards does that and he's he's not and he's not pulling up for bad shots yeah mid-range like he was getting high picks at georgia high high screens um he would come into that you know, I'm not to shit on Wiggins, Long but like he'd come to that Wiggins right, yeah. spot and start jacking. And he has to Ryan's credit. I, I disagree with Ryan on a lot of things, but when Ryan said, Hey, just go dunk the ball. That's what he's doing. He's yeah. just like, screw it. I'm just gonna go dunk it or yeah. try to get fouled. So, and, and the bad incredible. shots he takes really are like contested threes, maybe that he shouldn't be taking, but at least it's a three, you know, at least it's a yeah, three. Yeah. Shot. That's kind of where I fall in with that. Um, but no, he's been a person that I've been really, Excited to watch lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I feel like Jared Vanderbilt has kind of fallen off a little bit. He's getting he's been getting less minutes a little bit because with Cat coming back, um, and they played a, a Kogi more at the four. Vanderbilt kind of fell out. I'm gonna break again. You and I are recording this at three o'clock on the West Coast. Um, people are gonna listen to that the game. We just had a huge Russell thing. Woj just reported that D'Angelo Russell will undergo arthroscopic surgery to remove a loose body in his left knee and is expected to miss four to six weeks. So no one is going to be reporting this sooner than you and I. So let's put a stop in that Jared Vanderbilt thing and go to that yeah. quick. Um, n- not to, It's never about me. I'm not fluffing my own feathers, but like, yeah, he was just hurt. <laughs> and the, again, the team botched this by how they reported it but what Woj is saying hurt. is like, you know, what you don't do man, unless you're a crazy person, you don't just go get under the knife. If you, you know, if you don't want to be yeah. here or if you don't want like all the conspiracy theories, again, my Cecil hotel thing, like D'Angelo Russell's hurt yeah. and it sucks. He needs and surgery this sucks. now. And once we log off of this, it's going to be a dumpster fire with people being like, Oh my God, again, like I, Kat I and Carl out, or cat and D'Lo haven't played together. And right. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted yada, out today yada. that James Harden has the same amount of triple doubles in Brooklyn five as cat and Delo have played games together which is also five like that's absurdity but he's hurt and now it confirms it so are they cursed yes is this give them some time to i don't know if you want to say stealth tank but i mean it gives rubio more rep Ru- ricky rubio is the starting point guard yeah from now until we get the second half of the schedule done um jordan mclaughlin who is still in our you know restricted free agent next year. Um, is going to get a ton of minutes. Also, Ant is going to be spoon fed a lot of opportunities to create. So, I think again, it, it it to me, if you're taking this news in right now, it's it's not good because you don't want guys to be hurt. 
but it's good that they are addressing it, that Russell's going to get the procedure he needs. Yep. It should get the heat off him a little bit. Um, and now we can go back to our favorite players. I mean, you were just talking about Vanderbilt. Um, so not, not to interrupt you, but like, you no, think that's he's an important lost thing to steam or like, you just think he's like not as exciting or what, what were you, what were you thinking? Um, I want to touch on the, the, the Russell thing for just oh, a yeah, second. Go, 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 go. Um, that kind of sucks because I was just working on a piece about like, okay, D'Lo should be back soon. Like, this is what we can expect. So I'm probably gonna have to scrap that. But anyways, um, it is good that he's going to get that surgery. Um, what also is good is one of those weeks that he's going to be out is a all-star break. So you're, you're missing three or four less games there because you're missing a week where you didn't have games anyways. So that's like one good thing. Um, it sucks that we're not going to see him and Carl play together just because like that's what we've been waiting on for literally a year. And we just haven't like gotten that. Uh, but there's not much we can do about it. So now you move into this, this theory. Rubio is now your starting point guard. Jordan McLaughlin is your backup point guard. I'm not necessarily mad about Jordan McLaughlin getting more minutes. Obviously I want D'Angelo Russell to play, but it will be interesting to see if the Timberwolves try to find another point guard because Jordan McLaughlin is on a two-way contract or if they if they just feel good with Jordan McLaughlin playing all those games and maybe letting Ant facilitate in like a point guard role sometimes. I don't know. Um that it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see too if the if the Timberwolves start winning some games, say they win four out of every ten games while Delos hurt then it becomes a question of, oh, do the, do the Wolves need D'Lo? Should D'Lo get traded? Like, I'm not looking forward to that because I just want to see them play together because I'm a believer in D'Angelo Russell more than a lot of people are. I know Dane, Dane Moore is, like, a big believer in D'Lo too compared to, like, the general consensus of, like, Wolves fans. Um, Because I think there's a lot of D'Lo haters in, like, the Timberwolves world, which is kind of understandable because he does play such a weird game of basketball. But yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of sucks. I can't wrap my head around it right now. No, it, it, it's, it's like I said, it's, this is what a weird time for us to record. We're going to push through this because I have a yeah. question for you coming up. But, um, but again, yes, it sucks. Yes, they might be snake bitten. Um, but I think if you're trying to put rose, you know, colored glasses on or rose tinted glasses on it, he was hurt, right? Like we yeah. just, I've rambled on and on, but like the dude was hurt. You don't go under the knife if you're faking it. Um, and hopefully this is like kind of the ripping the bandaid off of, okay, we got more information. We, he needs to sit out a month. He needs to have some surgery. Um, he's young. It's not like he tore his meniscus or anything. Um, those things happen. So um, I think more than anything, because we're talking about, the, maybe this just gives everyone a month, right? Like, forget all the stuff like that you said about if they start winning games, do we need Russell? Like, Russell's out for yep. four for four to six weeks. This is your team. It uh, the Wolves just gave an update too. It sounds like Culver could be back next week. Like, here's your team. Carl is healthy. Everyone's good. We're gonna obey the protocols for COVID. And like, this is the team we're gonna study for the next four to six weeks. And that's like a huge breath of fresh air for me because I'm so tired of like every day getting one player back and losing another. So like, here's our team. Ricky Rubio is the starting point guard for the next four to six weeks. Let's digest that and see what happens. Yeah. And I totally agree with you in that sense. Um, 
we'll see what we'll see what happens. Four to six weeks from now, the Wolves will probably have played. What do you say? Okay, so say the Wolves play three games a week. So that would be 12 to 18 games. You take out all-star break. He's probably missing the next like 15 games. Yeah. Depending. Cause we don't know if he'll be out four or six weeks or whatever. Um, so he's going to be, he's going to be gone. We just focus on the team we have now. The only changes you could see is maybe like a trade that happens at the trade deadline. But right now, like, I don't think you're trading Ricky Rubio now, unless you're getting a point guard back. Like, the, the thought was maybe Rubio gets traded at the trade deadline because he hasn't been playing that well. He's been playing better lately. Um, and he's their only point guard on a full NBA contract. Like he's not probably not going to get traded unless you somehow are getting a point guard you feel better about, but I don't think you're getting that for, for Ricky Rubio. Um, so he's, and I don't think, I stay. don't think we have like what 30, I think it's 36 days until the trade deadline. I'm sure you and I are going to record. I think it's like March 25th then. or something like that. Yep. Um, but this team wasn't from all intentions that I know, like this team wasn't trading Ricky before the trade. Yeah. Deadline. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't think they would either, but, but this kind of solidifies it. Like he's probably really for sure. Not going anywhere, which, which I, might I think have they want been, him. Yeah. I think that's kind of always in the plan. I think the plan has always been, you bring in Ricky, see if it works. If it doesn't work, Rosa's probably pulls the trigger next off season or during the season next year, sometime when you, have him as an expiring contract to trade him because then he's more valuable. Some team either just wants to get rid of a pretty good player because it's just not working and they just want to free up some calorie, some salary space to just kind of restart. Like that's, that's the value of the expiring contract. And that was the value of having James Johnson on the Timberwolves coming into the season before he was obviously traded for Rubio. Um, I don't know. Let's just focus on the steam. Who is on the court? Let's, let's, let's just put a pen. Like I said, let's let's recap here quick. But I do want to ask you about a specific guy. So like, we're recording this before the Laker game. They might or might not win. And now we know about Russell. Um, but no matter what happens, again, knock on wood tonight. But like, we kind of now have some clarity, right? Yep. Like the injury report now, the updated one is Russell out for at least a month, and yep. Culver should he's ramping up basketball activity per the team, and could be back next week. So that's it. Like this is. You know, all things considered, probably the cleanest the injury report has been. Um, outside of, like, the first game. Yeah, outside of, like, the first game. But, like, I mean, even the guys that aren't playing, like, Wancho or maybe a layman or stuff or Ed Davis, like, they're healthy. They're just – yeah, they're kind of uh, losing the numbers the game here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, it goes back to, like, you said Carl is the most exciting. We talked about Ant. Like, what – the Russell News has no impact on this, but, like, what has been your take? Because Anthony Edwards is, like, the number one pick. He's the exciting guy. But I think the – fan base is almost equally as excited on the court not about the media stuff because ant is hilarious but on the court people love jade mcdaniels just as much as anthony edwards and i want right. to know you watch all the games i know you studied you know you watch rewatch games have you been like do you think people should be extra excited not as excited or like is the excitement level appropriate you know what i mean like is it too much too little or appropriate because i think it's i think the, mcdaniels that, yeah i think that guy could literally be a star like i think he needs to get bigger he weighs probably less than you and i but like he he has really shown me things against the raptors even like he is a defensive monster okay so i'm gonna put this out there this might sound crazy i don't think there's enough attention going to him i think there needs to be more 
what Jaden McDaniels is doing is beyond impressive for a 20 year old rookie that weighs 185 pounds at six foot 10 or six foot 11 on one of the worst teams in the league is just ultra impressive. Just the poise he has on the defensive side of the floor, just the, the way that he's not even showing us what he can do offensively because he just knows right now that's not what he needs to be doing. He needs to play defense and hit open shots. And what is he doing? He's playing amazing defense and he's hitting open shots. I agree. He needs to get bigger. That will come with time. You know who else need to get bigger? Kevin Durant need to get bigger. He never did, but he's still Kevin Durant. I think, I think McDaniels will get a little bigger. He'll probably add a, in a couple of years, you know, he'll have 25 more pounds of muscle or whatever. So far, J-Mac and Cat have played, Jada McDaniels, that is, has played 29 minutes next to Carl Anthony Towns in three games. They have an offensive rating of 143.3 and a defensive rating of 118.2. Defensive rating 118.2, not that great. But when you're talking of a net rating that is 25, it's pretty good. Of course, really small sample size, but like, that's pretty impressive for a 20 year old rookie to be the best option next to your star player and just having it work actually pretty dang good. Um, it's the best two man pairing on the Timberwolves, regardless of minutes played guys that have played nine minutes together. That's, that's the best offensive rating the Wolves have had so far. And again, like I said, totally, totally, extremely small sample size, but with cats, but like buying into def- the defensive side of the ball, J Mac just being a good defender. Like I believe it. I don't, they're not going to be a 25 net rating for like the year. That's just not possible, but like <laughs> that would be impressive for them to be a positive net rating. I think that's yeah. definitely possible. Yeah. And you know, t- to your point, it, it's not just like anything like guys returning from COVID guys returning from injuries. Like I think sometimes we get way too video game, like with how we try to extrapolate out like, guys development or like yeah you know this rookie will add 30 pounds blah 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 like like every rookie says or every player says they do in the offseason there's a good chance Jaden mcdaniels can't add a lot of weight um however like like i was just looking online like i think kd is listed at 240 um mcdaniels does have to get a little bigger because if you watch that raptors game that siakam play where he blows the layup um mcdaniels one thing you can't teach is length and height and he has all of it um, and he does, you know, disrupt Siakam finishing that layup, but he also just gets buried on the drive. Right. I mean, Siakam just takes him to the rim because again, he has, he weighs, according to NBA.com, he weighs, Jane McDaniels weighs the same amount as Jordan McLaughlin. Like Jane McDaniels weighs five or 10 pounds less than Steph Curry. Like again, he's 19 or 20, but that's going to have to come if he's going to be as good as you think he is. Um, but like you said, the, 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 the advanced stuff on him, the like the the defensive rating and stuff it's incredible because before we really knew what he was the team it's been funny to like watch the progression of like the team starting power forward at the beginning of the year was Wancho right sharpshooter yep. from downtown actually it was um, layman but yeah yeah layman right touche but yes. even just more of a general yeah. like it was, it was Wancho, Wancho. Yep. um sharpshooter or you know a, a shooter stretch the floor from out deep can't really defend he gets COVID or whatever then it's Jared Vanderbilt defends his ass off but can't shoot um and now you get Jaden mcdaniels who is kind of like the child of those two things right like he can shoot 
He can space the floor. He's great in the corners. And he can pretty much, you can throw him on, like he can guard one through five. Um, so to me, it's like the Anthony Edwards thing. This was like my whole spiel is that like, I'm hyped and it's the man. I love listening to him talk. I love watching him play. Um, but that, I don't, I even went back and looked at the, like the last 15 years of drafts. Um, shout out to Jalen Noel before I say this, but like the Wolves have really never, as many teams haven't, they've like never hit in those late first. Later round, yeah. Yeah, early, you know, the second. I mean, granted, they're not usually drafting in the late first because that's where the good teams are, but mm-hmm. the way it worked out with their trade back, the Wolves have just rarely hit on that. And like when you can hit on that and have a guy under control for that many years, um, it's different than a Nas Reed type contract, right? Like Jaden yeah. will have, they'll have his rights and then rookies almost always, you know, sign their first next deal with their team. Yep. So he is to me the biggest thing to be excited about because he, that four spot was always the biggest hole. And if he can be good early, this whole thing changes. Like the, the whole dynamic, he's not starting. He's only what he only played 20 minutes a game in February so far. Um, I wish he, he should be playing more, but it's 20 minutes more than I thought he would be playing yeah, back in right. November. I mean, he was playing like, I mean, he was DNP and I think to begin the season. Yeah. Um, he was getting, well, he was getting run in the, in the blowouts, but other than that, yeah, he wasn't playing rotational we, minutes. We, we, th- I mean, I, I would have gunned to my head. I would have bet money that in December when the season t- kicked off that he would be a star in the G league, Yeah, which no, he I, would be if yes. he was there, but oh, yeah. he's not allowed to go there because he's so important. So I think that's a huge huge thing and i think you know this is what you and i have been saying credit to us like (laughs) they're they're they're, when things are bad that you feel worse and when things are good i don't know maybe you feel too good but like this team the russell thing aside like we've buried that now like it sucks that he's hurt i do wish him the absolute best but he's gone now for four to six weeks this team has a which by the way jack borman just did some quick math march 16th would be four weeks March 30th would be six weeks, which so in this season is the season. I think the regular season is supposed to push into May. So like, we're still going to see him, I think. But again, in, in, in my eyes, that that's that chapter of the book is closed for now. We don't yep. get Russell for four or six weeks. Brandon's looking at me. He either disagrees with my takes. No, my internet was on sale oh. <laughs> for a second there. You're good. No, let's just pause. Brandon's had internet went out. Shout out to everyone that's dealing with internet or power issues across. Yeah. Right. Snowstormville. Um, but no, I was just like, Jill, really good. His rights are, he's making stimulus checks for the next couple yep. of years. Um, Noel McLaughlin, like now McDaniels and like, they have a lot of young guys and they're getting the minutes, right? Like that's something that we haven't talked about, but like it, I'm complaining about Jaden's minutes. Cause I think they should be 30. He's playing way more than Wancho. Yeah. He's benching layman. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like we're like begging for him to play. Like he's playing. It's just, I want him to play more and more. So I think, that dude is the key because I think as long as Carl Anthony Towns has been on the roster, we've been like, what type of four do you put next to cat? Is it, you know, what was it? Kevin Garnett on his last leg. Was it Taj Gibson? Was it Juancho Hernan Gomez? Dario like, Sarge. Yeah. yeah. Dario Sarge. Great point. Like it's this, it's this guy right here. It's a guy that can defend really well and stretch the floor. And he's already a better dribbler than Josh Kogi. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he can put the ball on the ground. So that was a gem. Um, there's, there's many reasons you can question the, you know, the process and all that stuff and Ryan, but I think that is one of the, if I had to rank the reasons I'm excited about this franchise going forward, Jaden McDaniels is probably in the top two because I think he is so special. 
Um, and he's starting to get some national coverage. And I think that's yeah. one day you and I are gonna have to redraft. Cause I think if you redrafted, he's a lottery pick. Is my I saw, point. I saw a redraft a week ago and he was like 11th or something like that, which is crazy from like a national, like a bleacher report or something like that. I don't remember for sure. Uh, Dane, I just want to bring this up quick. I do have to get going here in a few minutes, but um, so Dane just tweeted uh, that Ryan Saunders said the Timberwolves need to get a second and third opinion on D'Angelo Russell's knee over the past week or so. Um, so it's been in the works for a while, delayed by nature of COVID, limiting access to doctors. Okay, so maybe the Wolves just didn't want people to freak out about if he actually needed surgery or not, you know? Like maybe they just wanted to figure it out and then just waited to tell the public, which is obviously what they did. But like, how mad would you be if D'Angelo Russell, if they came out and they're like, D'Angelo might have to get surgery. We're seeking a second and third opinion. We'll see if he needs it. And then he doesn't, they say he doesn't need it. He comes back and he doesn't play well. And he's sitting out games because of this knee thing. And you're like, oh, he should have just got the surgery four weeks ago when it, whatever, like they just right, went but out. That, that implies, and you're, you're on this with me. That implies that this season, just like this moment in my life or this moment matters. in your life, right? No, that, that you can apply logic to it right. or that it's linear. We are living, I'm 32. We are living in the craziest moment of my lifetime. So when the team has, to their, to their defense, has been saying, we need to get like a second opinion. We need to get a third opinion. You don't get to do that like you did in 2019 because yeah. of COVID. Like it might delay you. That's the reason, like if, if anyone, this isn't like a, a take, this is a fact. Do you know why teams aren't making as many trades right now? Cause it's really difficult to ship players around via COVID. Right. That's why like this whole COVID like thing is messing a lot of this up. So as I said, there is some definite mistakes that the Timberwolves have made and it is on them. Now, some of the, you know, I've been making cramping jokes like for a month about Joshua Kogi, like, they have to own some of that because they messed yeah. it up. But in this case, like if you were a conspiracy theorist entering Tuesday, I guess you can still be one now and think that they're going to fake a surgery or something. But like this dude's getting his knee cut open um, and it's minor and it's going to be, they're going to report tomorrow or Friday that it was successful, just like every other surgery is in sports. But yeah, I, it just, it's, it's unfortunate. They're going to be out without him for a while, but I think this is just closure for a little bit, even though, like you said, we're going to now have five games. I mean, we already celebrated the one-year anniversary of acquiring him. Yep. It's going to be like a 14-month anniversary when they'll play their sixth game together. Yeah, we're getting national coverage now. Legion Hoops just tweeted, insane but true. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns have played in only five games together since they teamed up. Unreal, they said. Yes, it is unreal. But, but again, I think, and I know we're trying to wrap this up, our point here, and we said that we were on this early. I'm not trying to like fluff us, but this team has a ton of talent. And if people that you f I don't know, follow on Twitter or read, or if yep. they don't think that, I respect their opinion, but I would just say that they're probably biased or not looking yeah. at this clearly because this team is low. I mean, uh, there's, there's a good athletic article that came out today with Sam Bassini. Um, He's ranking all 30 NBA teams based on young young players i saw that and, and the wolves weren't in the bottom 10 which i was bottom... kind of surprised him i was kind of well, surprised if you at look that. if yeah if you look at how he's doing it it's like guys on rookie contracts or guys that were second round picks that then signed another contract yeah. so i mean like 
some of the, the like the Rockets are 29th and like the list of those players is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> or, like, um, yeah, it's just bad. Or the Brooklyn Nets, if you look at who the Brooklyn Nets were 30th out of 30 teams, they don't have a guy on that that maybe Wolves fans will recognize. They'll be like, oh, those are all fake names. Yeah. Um, but again, like it'll be interesting to see who one through 20 is, but the Timberwolves have a lot of young talent and they're, they're developing. Not like a Dylan cheap young better. talent too. Yeah, so it's, you, you shouldn't take the Russell news today as well as me. You can, it sucks. Like it sucks that a good player is hurt, but I think it just frees up more minutes. I mean, Jalen Noel now is going to play 15 to 20 minutes a night for the next six weeks. Yeah, because they're going to need thing. some some scoring off the bench. And like, that's yep. what Noel's, Noel's there for. But I wish you could talk for longer, Kyle, but I do have a basketball game to get to, but I'm sure we'll talk in the somewhat near future again. So I didn't think this is how the conversation would go, but clarity. Breaking news like, though. Like, but it's like clarity. news. Yeah, yeah no one will news. have no one will have takes on the Russell news quicker than us. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's basically all all I kind of want to talk about, I guess, now with this. But um, we got clarity, and that's pretty much all Timberwolves fans are asking for. It might not have been the answer we wanted, but it is what it is. We just deal with it. We've been dealing with it for for years. We were spoiled for a while though. Like Wiggins and Cap played like every game they were in for their first like five years in the league like we were pretty spoiled for a while there we never really had injuries to our star players jimmy butler got hurt and whatever but i guess our time i, just I think came. Th- i think this next month i mean we're going to record well before the end of the month or whatever but like this next month is gonna be fun like rubio's yeah. entrenched um you, the guys kind of get their. we talked about hierarchies like now everyone has their role they don't have to worry about russell carl's yep. back he's had no like questionable tags with his wrist he's good um it's like, it's, you know, just look forward the next month. We're just going to look forward and play with who we got. And I and think we can figure out the rotation a little bit too. Cause like, yep. It'll just be like Rubio switches, just shifts down to backup. Dilo comes in, McLaughlin yep. falls out. It's none of this. Like who's the bigs who's like, we can figure that stuff out now, which we haven't been able to figure out for a long time. So that's, that's another thing. That's a positive, I guess. Um, we could have done that with Russell being back too. Don't get me wrong, but at least, um, at least we can do that now. But anyways, thank you, Kyle. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, this was fun. We definitely got to do this soon. I, I want to do a redraft with you sometime soon. So we'll have to get for that sure. set up um, in advance so we can prepare prepare more <laughs> for that. But um, anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, any last words to, to Wolves fans? Like I said, we have no idea how this game against the Lakers is going to go in 90 minutes. But um, it was a win. Yeah, it was That's a win. It's it was awesome. A win. But uh, like I said, knock knock on wood with all this stuff. But we're we're in the weirdest NBA season ever. I think weirder than last year because of how things are going. Um, and I think as long as as long as this current roster, minus D'Angelo Russell, can stay healthy, I think this team is going to really surprise some people over the next again four to six weeks. All right. Well, anyways, thank you so much, Kyle. I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, Delo's out. Wolves play Lakers tonight. You guys listen to this afterwards and then Pacers on uh, the next day. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at B underscore head NBA. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at, at Kyle Tige. Is that it? Yep. Just yep. At Kyle Tige. And that's T H E I G E. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Wolf Among Wolves podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Brendan. That was Kyle and we're out. Peace.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.